The House of Salvation Church is located in the heart of Port Lethen, which is one of the fastest growing communities in Aberdeenshire. Our vision is to connect with our community by sharing the love and joy of Jesus Christ. In addition to our regular Sunday service, we engage with our community by running a number of activities for children and adults alike. A couple of times a year, we run an event called the Fun Factory, which provides exciting, Jesus-centered fun activities to help raise the next generation of leaders. We also believe in the power of unity, and it is undeniable how much better we are together. As a result of this, every year we participate in the Port Lethen Gala, which is a family fun day for the community. This gives us an opportunity to remind our community of hope in every situation and God's unconditional love for everyone. Part of our goal in the House of Salvation is to do everything possible to share the good news of salvation to those around us and the elders are definitely not left out. For the past six years, we have been privileged to show love and share God's word of hope at the Lathan Care Park home. Once a month, we join the residents in singing hymns and uplifting songs, with some of them getting up to dance, even the seemingly quiet ones. Our church is open to all, a place you feel loved and accepted, a place you find refuge in the Lord Jesus Christ, and a place your faith can grow. We are the House of Salvation Church. the 
clouds Shining like the sun Out of trumpets call Lift your voice It's the year of jubilee Out of Zion's hill Salvation comes beyond Behold he comes Riding on the clouds Shining like the sun Out of trumpets call Lift your voice It's the year of jubilee out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 There's no God. There is no one. There's no God like Jehovah. No one. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There is no one. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. Behold, He comes riding on the clouds. Shining like the sun, out of trumpets call, lift your voice, it's the year of jubilee, out of Zion's hill salvation comes, behold he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun, out of trumpets call, lift your voice, it's the year of jubilee. Out of Zion's hill, salvation. One more time, behold, behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. Out of trumpets call, lift your voice, it's a year of jubilee. Out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you this morning. Indeed, there is no one like you. Hallelujah. No one like you, O oh God. No one like you, O oh God. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Because everything that we do is only about you.
from beginning to the end it will always be it's always been you jesus jesus nothing else matters nothing in this world will do center of my life from beginning from beginning to the end it will always be it's always been you jesus jesus nothing else matters nothing in this world will do
thank you for your presence. It's everything to us, oh God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Who is like the Lord in all the earth? Much less love and beauty and less worth. Nothing in this world will satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Your presence is heaven to me. Oh, your presence, oh God, your presence is heaven to me. Your presence, 
is heaven to me. Your presence is heaven to me. The presence of the Lord is heaven to me. Can you sing it? Your presence is it to you? Is heaven to me? Together we sing. Oh. Just um, you know, I welcome you to soaking, soaking God's presence today. Just soak His presence in. Mm. Let His presence permit everything that is in your heart today. Soak His presence in. He's, the Lord is here. The Lord is here. He is not bound by by space. The Lord is here. He's where you are. Lord, we just want to appreciate you, Lord Father. When you come visiting the people, it's obvious. It's obvious that you have come visiting us today. We welcome you into our midst, Lord Father. And we pray, Lord, that you will accept all our thanks and all our worship in the name of Jesus. Let your presence be real to us, Lord. Lord, when you are present in a place, all fears are gone. When you are present in a place, there is fullness of joy. When you are present in this in a place, there is satisfaction, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just continue to just speak to us today. Continue to, you know, you know, just you know, you know, send your word. You have been sending it right from the onset when we started the prayers. Lord, we, we pray that you would even build up on it, Lord, as we go into your word. This morning, in the name of Jesus, oh Jesus, we worship you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, 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 hallelujah. I honestly, I can't wait to when we're able to meet again together physically, uh, but um, God is not bound by, by space, he's not bound by, by you know, by, by, by whatever is, you know, out there. Um, you know, and it's, it's just come to bless us today. It's come to come to speak into our heart, and you know, you know, to come to come to you know, you know, show us what is coming. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Uh, and today, you know, we 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 let, let me start from in last week. We 
spoke about uh, how to deepen our relationship with Christ. Um, just a couple of days ago on Thursday, we were praying and we, we prayed about God's abiding presence. And I believe that when God continues to you know, send words like this into his people, it's because it is time for him to do something. Hallelujah. It's time for him to do something very new. Um, uh, you know, that same Thursday, we we're talking about what happens when we die. Uh, we, we spoke about some of the promises that the Lord has for us uh, because God promised in, in, in John chapter 14, Jesus Christ said that he's, he's going to prepare a place for us. Hallelujah. Uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's a wonderful promise that we have, a, a promise of God's relationship, a promise of God's presence, a promise of, of, of being with him eventually. Hallelujah. And so today we'll also be talking about another promise, another one of God's great promises, you know, for us. Um, let me put it this way. If you have ever been lost before, maybe you were going on a particular journey and you missed your way, um, you know, you, you will understand the trauma, the pain, the frustration, maybe the cost as well, you know, the, you know, the unnecessary cost that, that comes with it. So if you have ever been lost before, you will appreciate the essence of, or let me say the value of of having of of knowing the way of 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 you know of knowing the direction to 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 your destination. Uh, so today we'll be looking at a topic called ask for direction. Ask for direction. Uh, we'll be taking our text from from Psalm thirty two verse eight and Isaiah forty eight verse seventeen. Um, but before we go into that, let me ask you this question: Do you need direction? Do you need guidance? Well, praise God, you, you've, you've, come, you've, come to, you've come to meet with God today, and his promise is that he is willing and he wants to guide and direct us in every aspect of our lives, at every point of our lives too. Um, you know, you know, and I pray that that shall be our portion in the name of Jesus. But let's go into the text. It's been displayed on the screen for us. Uh, thank you very much, um, you, know, you, know, you know, multimedia and choir. God bless you for, for how you led us uh, today. The prayer session that we had in the morning too. You know, you know, everything working together. Hallelujah. God is here. I have no doubt in my mind. God is amongst us. He's amongst his people. So let's quickly read Psalm 32 verse 8, and then we'll go into Isaiah 14 verse 17. Uh, the Bible says, the Lord says, and I, I, I just love that, that even that alone is a sermon on its own. The Lord says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Amen. Let me allow that to sink in for a few seconds. It says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. You know, best pathway, it may be different from what you are used to, maybe different from what you are expecting, but one thing that you can be rest assured of, if the Lord guides you, it's along the best pathway. Hallelujah. Someone should be rejoicing about that one. You know, and it's not just him, you know, you know, guiding you along the best pathway. He said, I will also watch over you, which means I will supervise it. Hallelujah. I will ensure that along the way, that as long as you stay connected, as long as you keep asking, as long as you keep the connection between you and I, you won't miss your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a full package. Let's, let's look at Isaiah 14, verse 17. Do you need direction today? Do you need direction? I'm going straight into it, into the midst. Do you need direction? Isaiah 14, verse 17 says, this is what the Lord says again. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is what the Lord says. It's coming, it's coming the second time. It says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God. Who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the paths you should follow? Hallelujah. 
I teach you, I know, I the Lord, not me. I mean, that's that's it's I'm just repeating what the Lord says. Says, says He, the Lord, He knows what is good for you, and He is ready to teach you what that what that what that what's that good thing. Hallelujah. He's ready to lead us along the path that we should follow. So today our focus will be on things like God, Lord, guide us. Our focus will be on things like Lord teach us. Our focus will be on things like Lord show us the way. Instruct, you know, you know, when 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 we and when we are talking about these things, what we are what we mean is that the Lord Himself will instruct us with the purpose of bringing about a change. Hallelujah. So we are we are we are, we are please look at what we'll be talking about today in in the in with the eyes of transformation. There is a purpose to it. Okay. There are many sources in which we can get information. Information is good, but I've noticed that information does not necessarily transform. Uh, all, all you have to do is look around us. There is so much information around us. You you can you will never look for any topic under the sun. Go go to Google. You will find it. So there's so much information around us, but there's little transformation. Okay. But the word of God, when it comes, it does not come with the purpose of informing. It comes with the purpose of transforming. The Lord himself will guide you, will direct you for the purpose of transforming you in the name of Jesus. So two questions that we will try and answer today. Two questions that we'll try and answer today. The first one, why should we ask God for direction? Why should we ask God for direction? Why? Why? So I've got three points there. And I'll say we should ask God for direction because one, he is the way. He is the way. He is the way. You know, in John chapter 14, verse 6, John chapter 4, for John chapter, the book of John chapter 14, verse 6. You know, um, you know, um, Jesus Christ and his disciples were having a conversation, and he was telling them that that I'm going and that you will come after me, and because you know the way. And then Thomas asked a very sincere question. It's a question that anyone, he didn't mind looking foolish. He asked the question, look, we don't know the way. <laughs> where, where are you going? You know, we don't know the way. And Jesus Christ answered this way in that verse. He said, Jesus Christ told him, I am the way. Hallelujah. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. I mean, that's a bold statement to say, I am the way. You know, Jesus Christ did not say that I know the way. There's a difference between knowing the way and being the way itself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, look, he personalized it. You know, you know, when we're growing up, you know, when, when someone, there are some people that you know they probably because they are very conversant with the law. We, we begin to call them the law because they are very conversant with the law. You know, you know, it's like someone saying that, you know what, I am hungry. Can you show me the way to where I can get bread? And the person says, I am bakery. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I am bakery. How much bread do you need? What shape? What size? I am bakery. You know, it's like someone saying that, you know what? I need water. And then you're getting a response like, I am ocean. How much water do you need? A cup? A bucket? A tank? <laughs> you can't exhaust it. What? Whichever area, have your feel. That's, that's the kind of answer that Jesus Christ gave. gave. So when I'm speaking to someone today, are you feeling lost? Or maybe you're feeling disorientated. Ah, Jesus Christ says that he is the way. If you're feeling confused, maybe you're not sure of what the best options are, Jesus Christ is saying that he himself is the truth. If you're feeling like, maybe you feel like giving up, or maybe you just don't feel excited about life, Jesus Christ says that he himself is life hallelujah he's the way he's the truth he's the life 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you can apply it to any aspect of our lives, beginning from the spiritual to the to, to, to the emotional, to you know, you know, to the psychological, to the physical. Jesus Christ says that He is the way. That is why we should ask Him for direction. You know, as human beings, we we we, we tend to pretend that everything is honky dory. We just love, you know, we, you know, we just, you know, we, if you ask anyone today, that how are you feeling? The first, the, the, the natural response is I'm fine. <laughs> Whereas deep down inside, things may be brewing up. Jesus Christ says that come to me. He is the way. He is the way. Ask for the way, and He will show. He will show you. He will show you the way. Hallelujah. So why should we? Why should we ask God for direction? He is the way. Why should we ask God for direction? Number two, we only know in part. We only know in part. We only know in part. You know, even the best of us, and I've said it before, even the best of us, our knowledge, our our understanding, our wisdom is so limited compared to the things that we face in life. You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 13, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you know, you know, verse 9. Says that now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, which means we don't even have the full picture. We don't have the full picture. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. The Bible says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. And no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. No eye has seen it. No mind has imagined it. You know, that, that, you know Paul was trying to, 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 to you know, paint a picture to, to the Corinthians, to, to paint a picture of how beautiful the, 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 the future that the Lord has prepared you know, you know, for us. You know, and you know, what came to me is that while we sometimes worry ourselves sick, about how will this prayer turn out? How will my life turn out? Will it, will it work out and all that? The text is trying to tell us that the future that the Lord has for us is so wonderful that it, it is not possible for your mind to conceive it. But the maker, your maker, who knows the great plans that he has for you? Why not ask him instead of worrying? Why not ask him to show you a glimpse of your future? Why not ask him to show you the best route to get to where you need to get to. You know, I remember a, a friend shared a testimony, and I, and I love sharing testimony. I love sharing life experiences and, and things that I've picked up here and there because, you know, you know, you know, there's no point making the same mistake twice. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say? We can learn from each other. You know, it, it is, this, this brother, you know, very good friend, was sharing a testimony. You know, it was, it, it was at a point that he was very low in his life. But he had a dream. He had a dream. And in that dream, he found himself standing in front of a building. The building was not the building that he had seen before. In fact, the entire area looked very different, looked bright and different entirely. You know, you know, he couldn't understand exactly the dream, but he, he, all he remembered was that that dream left him excited. In his, despite the fact he was low, he woke up very, very excited. About a year after or so, he found himself, in, he got an opportunity to travel, and he was walking along the streets, uh, in that new place, and all of a sudden, he saw a building. That is the building that I saw in my dreams. It was the it was the M and S building. He said, that is the building that I saw in my dreams. Hallelujah. Unknowing to, unknowing to him, when in that low state, when he was low, God was trying to encourage him to show him a glimpse <laughs> of where he was going. So what am I going with this? What I'm going with this one is that why not just ask God to show you a, gl a glimpse of where you are going? Ask for direction. Hallelujah. 
rather than complain, ask for direction. He will show you. So why should we ask God for direction? Number one, we said because he is the way. Number two, because we only know in part. Let's quickly go to the number three, and then we'll go to the second section. Number three, why should we ask God for direction? Because missing your way can be very costly. Oh, it can be very costly. You can ask me. You can ask me. I remember um, just a couple of years ago, maybe like six, seven years ago or so, I had to travel down to, down to I was going to Reading, so I, was, I, was, I had to fly down to, to London. And the, the flight was delayed. So because the flight was delayed, the things I needed to do had to be done in a rush. Um, you know, so I rented a car, drove down to Reading, um, you know, spent a few minutes there, drove back because time, you know, the time, time had gone, and I didn't want to miss my flight, and I booked the last flight to Aberdeen. And so on my way back, I missed the way. You know, getting back to, you know, just so that I could drop the car back to, it just, the thing, the thing just looked very complex to me. Just looked very complex. I think it was Luton. Was it Luton or, or, or even Gatwick? I think it was, it was having Gatwick. It doesn't matter. It just looked very, and I was just driving around and around and around and around, frustrated, you know, you know, shouting in the car to myself, you know, just frustrated. Eventually, by the time I found the place, ran down to, to you know, got to the airport, you know, Unfortunately, the gate had closed. Just a few minutes. Ah! It was painful. So what can I do? Last flight to Aberdeen. What do I do? Later to be at work the following day. So I said, well, I have to book another flight to book a flight to Edinburgh. Okay, that's the nearest place. Jump into the flight to, to Edinburgh. From Edinburgh, drop into it. By the time I got home, I got home like five hours later than, than when I should have got home. Where am I going with this one? Missing one's way can be very costly. You will not miss your way in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the way himself will direct you in the name of Jesus. Thank God I was able to recover from that one. There are some situations that one is not able to recover from very easily. When one misses one way. There's, there's a, a, a good example. Well, I'm saying it's a good example now. Maybe an example that describes what I'm trying to say in the Bible. It's one of those areas that is difficult to understand. Well, to understand. Um, it's in 2 Samuel 6, 1 to 8. We won't read the whole thing. I'll just pre, pre, you know, paraphrase it to you. Some of us, most of us should know it anyway. You know, the, the ark of God had been captured. And so David had, you know, anyway, wanted to go and pick it up. So they decided to put the ark of God on a cart. You know where I'm going with this one. So they decided to put the ark of God on the cart. They shouldn't have done that, but that's a story for another day. Anyway, when they were coming, the oxen stumbled and the ark was going to fall. So this guy called Uzzah decided to help God. <laughs> decided to what he shouldn't do. Okay, fine. But decided to, and then he was struck and then he died. You know, it's one of those difficult aspects of the Bible. You're saying, why should that kind of thing happen? This guy was trying to help now. Why should it happen? But, you know, on careful study, apart from the fact that you shouldn't have done it, one discovered that that occurrence could have been totally avoided. It could have been avoided. It could have been avoided. If you look at First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 13, I'm going somewhere with this one. First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 13. By this time, you know, you know what, what happened between, between those people was that, but, you know, you know, David got upset when, when Uzzah died, decided to dump the ark in this guy's house called uh, Obedidom. Who it's, it's, that guy's life is worth studying anyway. Anyway, God decided to, in three months that that ark was in the, in the house of Obedidom, God decided to bless him, <laughs> bless every aspect of his life. Every aspect from career to every aspect, every aspect. I'm, I'm using modern day terms now. Uh, you know, the relationship with Christ, everything. God blessed him. 
As soon as David saw, I pray that God will enter your home in the name of Jesus. We are talking about presence earlier on. As soon as David realized that, ah, this ark seems to be blessing this guy, now decided to go and pick it up. And that's where the story of that first Chronicles 15, 13 comes from. So, but this time around, David had grown wiser. He had learned his lessons. So if you go back to that first Chronicles 15, verse 13, first Chronicles chapter 15, verse 13, look at what David said. He said, because you Levites did not carry the ark the first time, the anger of the Lord our God burst out against us. This is where I'm going. We failed to ask God to move it properly. We failed to ask God. So, you mean what happened happened simply because these guys failed to ask God? A simple thing they could have done could have prevented so much havoc. Simple thing. So, where am I going with this one? We need to ask God. Please ask God for direction. Life can become very costly when we decide to go it on our own. In that situation that you are in, whatever it is, whether it is funky dory really or just funky dory on paper, ask God for direction. He has got a great future ahead of you. Why not ask him for direction so that you don't miss the way? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why should we ask for direction from God? Because God is the way. Why should we ask for direction from God? Because we only know in part. Why should we ask God for direction? Because missing our way can be very, very costly. Hallelujah. So the question then, the second question is, how should we respond to this message? How should we respond to this message? Uh, you know, how do we respond to this message? You know, and I, you can, you know, I, 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 I was asking myself, what are, what are examples of ways or, or, you know, examples, life examples where we can ask God for direction? What are, what, are, what are key examples of our lives? Where you are now, what are key examples in your own life that you can ask God for direction? Now, the first one that I've got here is that fruitful, fruitful relationships. Fruitful relationships. Ask, ask God to guide you into fruitful relationships, into fruitful connections. That's what I mean. Ask God to guide you into fruitful connections. You see, you, 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 your, your relationship may determine how far one goes in life. The relationship that one can have is with God. Hallelujah. And that is why let me address, you know, and, I, and, I, and I just love giving this opportunity all the time because it's an opportunity that the Lord has given unto us. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, this is your opportunity. Today is your day. Just ask him, Lord, please come into my life today now and forgive me of all the things that I've done wrong. Let me have a fresh and wonderful relationship with you. Hallelujah. And you'll be surprised at how things around you will be transformed. Above all, you'll be surprised at the kind of joy and peace that you will have. Why? Because you know that when you die, you're going straight to heaven to, to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's an opportunity. Don't miss it. You know, you know, and so 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 that's the best relationship that one can have. And in, in, in addition to, to, to having a deep relationship with God, I discover that God normally blesses through people. He normally blesses through people. So your relationship can determine how far you go. So ask the Lord, please guide me into fruitful relationship. You know, like I was saying, when God wants to help someone, He usually releases people into their lives. People that will go to places that you can't go to, people that will speak in places where you don't even have a voice. 
People that will give you the right information. Hallelujah. He will send such people to you when the Lord really, really wants to help you. And I believe the Lord is helping us. He's sending relationships onto us. But how do we you know, nurture those relationships so that they can be fruitful? They can be fruitful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A good example in the Bible was David and Jonathan. I just I was reading it again. I just love it. You know, David was a shepherd. He was, he was a shepherd boy. He, he, he understood the fields. He didn't understand the palace. He needed to be king, but you can't be king without understanding. You need to understand the ways of the palace. Hallelujah. He needed to understand the way of the palace. Hallelujah. He needed someone to show him the way. You know, there, there's a way that reality behaves. You know, you know, so to help him, what God did was that God now softened the heart of Jonathan. Jonathan loved David so much that he kept on giving David inside information. Oh, you see, God has the power to soften anyone's heart to favor you. And I pray that that will be your experience this week in the name of Jesus. The Lord will just send some people your way by the mercy of the Lord. It's fa fairly, fairly prophetic. Let me put it that way. You know, you know, please take that. Don't take that word through. You know, you know, you know, no, 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 no. Just, just, you know, you know, fairly prophetic in, in, in the sense that just, I believe that the Lord just laid some things in one's heart to just reveal, to just, to just, you know, you know, say it over the people because the God, God wants to do some things and he, he, he wants, he wants to inform you ahead of time. Hallelujah. That's, that's where I'm going. Hallelujah. God will send some people your way. That you will have softened their hearts. They will give you the information that you need. You will be able to speak on your behalf in the name of Jesus. That was what you know, Jonathan was to, was, to, was to David. If you look at 1 Samuel chapter 18, 1 Samuel chapter 18, this guy kept on giving David information. They not only give David information, gave David, gave it access to where it should be. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 3 and 4. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 3 and 4. You know. And the Bible says that, and Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. I'm reading 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 3 and 4. Hallelujah. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David. Together with his tunic, his, 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 his tunic, his sword, his bow and belt. I know, I know, I know. I know Jonathan was just trying to seal that relationship. Hallelujah. To show, to prove his love for, for, for David. But the things that he gave David, they were they, they had so much, you know, they, 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 so much significance. Let me put it that way. So much, so much significance. For instance, robe and turban. The, the robe of a prince, they were specially made in those days. They were, they were, they were, they were, they were, they were things that when you see that robe, you will know this is a prince. So they represented the prince. So, so pretty much what Jonathan gave David, you know, was a sign of authority. Hallelujah, a sign of authority. Maybe David was wearing some ragged, ragged, you know, of course, being a shepherd boy, but he turned him into a prince in a way. Gave him his own garment. Hallelujah. Did not only give him his garment, gave him his sword, his bow, his belt. Sword and bow and belt, they, they represent military power. They represent military power. So what he did was to actually give David, my own interpretation, what he actually did was to actually give, not beyond it, he was also transferring, hallelujah, that military power, hallelujah, the authority that comes with it, you know, to David. Of course, we know that it's only God that can give one's one authority, but God will use people. That's where I'm going. So Jonathan paved the way. 
unto David. Ah, the Lord will send people unto you that will pave the way for you in the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord to send you, to, to direct you onto fruitful relationships, fruitful connections. Ask him to also give you the grace to nurture those relationships well in the name of Jesus. We will we, 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 we'll probably have time, some other time to, 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 to deal specifically with relationships because it's very key. It's very key to, to get into where God is leading us to. Hallelujah. What should we do with this message? What are the other key areas that we can apply this message? Number two, ask God to guide you away from evil. The first one was fruitful relationship. Ask the Lord to guide you into fruitful relationship. Now we are asking God to guide us away from evil. Ask the Lord to guide you away from evil. He is the way. He wants to give us direction. He wants to show us what to do. Hallelujah. The Lord can make you avoid evil. He can make you avoid the trap of the evil one. There is so much evil going on around us. There is so much evil going on in the world. All you have to do is just put on the TV. You will see so much evil all over the world. No, there is no, no, no continent. There is no country that seems to be exempted. Why? Because there is someone called the devil. The evil. Hallelujah. The evil. You know, devil. He sets traps for people. Ask God to deliver, to deliver you from the trap of the evil one. You know, beyond physical trap that he set, he also set traps for people in their minds. You know, he's, he's a robber of destiny. The Bible says that he's the, he's the accuser of the brethren. Revelation chapter 12. So he's the accuser of the brethren. You know, no matter, no, no, devil is so, he's, he's an expert at doing what he, what he does. He's an expert at putting thoughts, lies into one's minds. Thoughts that are just totally false. That's one of the reasons why many do the things that they shouldn't do. Why? Because of seeds of lies and falsehood that the enemy has sowed into their heart. In fact, that is why, unfortunately, some people go to the extent of taking their own lives. Why? Because the devil has sown lies into their hearts that, look, this situation that you are in is not, there, there can't be, there's no way out. There is no situation that one can be that there is no way out. God, Jesus Christ came to give us hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Receive hope today. Receive hope. Receive encouragement today in the name of Jesus. They all lies of the devil. But the Lord himself will guide you away from the evil one in the name of Jesus. No matter how smart one is, one can't handle the devil on his own. Judas tried it. Judas tried it. He thought he was smart. He thought he could handle it. said, let me just take a bit of that. A bit here and there. Cover up here and there. It shouldn't matter. God understands. Jesus Christ understands. It won't, it won't upset the whole thing. It's just a little. Let me just have a, a, a snip of that video. It shouldn't matter. I mean, I can, I can do it for a while and then quickly repent. <laughs> you know, I quickly change. It shouldn't matter. The devil is a liar. That guy is experienced. He's not experienced. He's not 20 years or 30 years. He's been, he's been doing it since the beginning of, beginning of, of, of the world. Ask, ask, ask um, Adam and Eve. He tricked them. He's a trickster. So we can't handle him on our own. That is where I'm going. Um, you know, Judas paid for it in, 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 in a bad way. It landed him in big trouble. Please, don't fall to the deceit of the enemy. Hallelujah. And the only way you can do that is to ask God himself to help you and guide you away from the trap of the evil one. Peter almost fell into the trap of the evil one too. He thought he was strong. Jesus Christ was telling him that you would do this. He said, no, 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 I won't. All the devil had to do was just to arrange some things. Within, a, within less than a day, the guy fell. But thank God that Jesus Christ had been praying for him. 
The same way Jesus Christ has been praying for you and I. But let us ask him to guide us away. You know, in fact, one of the reasons why Jesus Christ came was to destroy the works of the devil. First John chapter 3, verse 8. Said, for this for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Ask the Lord to help you, to guide you. Jesus Christ in his in, in a and he taught us in, his, in, his, in, in what we call the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verse 13. What we call the, 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 the Lord's Prayer. Jesus Christ said, Matthew, that's Matthew chapter 6, verse 13. Jesus Christ says that, and don't lead us into temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Mm. Rescue us from the evil one. We should make it a daily prayer. Teach me, Lord, to avoid evil today. Hallelujah. That's why I love this guy called Jabez. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10. He said, keep me from evil, <laughs> that I may not cause pain, <laughs> that I may not cause pain. Yes, oh, that you know, you know, yes, if you read it, he said, oh, that you bless my next my church, yeah. but, but please be with me in all that I do. Yes, go to the, to the, to the last part, because he said, and keep me from all trouble and pain. Hallelujah. Some other pastors will say, keep me from evil and pain. You will not cause pain because the Lord will guide you away from evil. In the name of Jesus, it's a good prayer. It's a good prayer to pray. It's a good prayer to pray. As I round it up, you know, you know, you know, you know, in what areas can we apply? What should we do with this message? We said, you know, we should ask the Lord to give us fruitful relationship. We should ask the Lord to guide us away from evil. Ask the Lord to teach you discernment and wisdom. This message is in two parts. This is just the part one. We'll continue with the rest. If God says next week, if God says some other time, yes, we will. But please ask the Lord as I as I as I bring try and bring it to a close. Ask the Lord to teach you discernment and wisdom. You know, the, the discernment, the ability to see beyond the surface, the ability to, to 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 know what is right and what is wrong. You know, wisdom is they, 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 they work hand, hand in hand. Wisdom is the ability to take action based on what you have discerned. So you must discern first before you can act with wisdom. One is someone is, gets offered two jobs. Which one do I take? Mm. The ability to know which the positive and the negative of a situation. I've noticed that life is not always, life does not always, how do I put that? Life is not what it seems. Things are not always as they appear in life. A discerning spirit is required if we must be able to understand what is being presented to us. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it. There are some situations that look very ordinary, but there are great opportunities behind them. At the same time, there are some situations that look as if they are good opportunities, but bad pitfalls behind them. May the Lord guide you and I. May the Lord give us discernment. May he give us wisdom in the name of Jesus. Oh, for time, I would have loved us to go into 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 into, into how 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 you know Isaac, you know Isaac was about to 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 leave Egypt. So he was about to go to Egypt in Genesis chapter twenty six, verse one, verses one and two. It was about, but the Lord told him, "Stay here, stay here, stay here, stay here, stay stay here." Somehow, I was saying to myself, "How did God appear unto him? God must have somehow allowed him to sense. He descend." He descend, he descend that God wanted him to stay rather than go to Egypt. In that place where he stayed, what happened? The Bible says in verse 10 and 11, the, sorry, verse 12, sorry, verse 12. The Bible says that Genesis chapter 26, verse 12. The Bible says that he sold in that same land, in that same land where there was famine, that same year, and he reaped a hundredfold. Thank God for discernment. Thank God for discernment. He would have gone to Egypt. He would have been purely, maybe that would have been the end of that lineage. Ah! 
I pray by the mercy of the Lord, the Lord will give you discernment in the name of Jesus. You will not just walk by sight. You will not just walk by what you see. That was what happened to Lot. Lot looked at the land. I said, oh, beautiful land. Genesis chapter 13. said, beautiful land. Not knowing that the destruction was ahead. But, but, but I speak the word of God into your life. The Lord himself will guide you. You will not miss your way. The Lord will, will give you this, a sensitive spirit in the name of Jesus. You will have the ability to choose, to know, to, to discern wrong from right in the name of Jesus. You will make choices that will honor the Lord in the name of Jesus. You will know where to invest and when to invest in the name of Jesus. And I'm not just talking financially alone, in every area. You will know the Lord himself will guide you in the name of Jesus. He will guide you along the best path. You will know, it will guide you to, into the path that will give you peace, that will give you salvation, that will give you joy, that will give you progress in the name of Jesus. So, so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Even as, we, as, as I close this sermon, I, I don't, let's, let's just, there's no, nothing much to say anymore than to pray. Just thank the Lord where you are. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for showing us the way. Thank the Lord. For, the Lord is, he himself is the way. Thank him. Just lift up your voices with me. Say, Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for showing us the way out of darkness. Thank you, Lord, for showing us the way out of confusion. Thank you, Lord, for the promises that you have for us, Lord. Yes, thank you for the revelation of your truth. I receive that truth and I walk in that truth. I walk in the life that you have given unto me in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray that the Lord himself, yes, Lord, that he will, 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 will direct you to fruitful relationship. Lord, as I step into this new week, oh Lord, that I pray, direct us, direct us as a church, individually, direct us, Lord, into fruitful relationship, Lord. Teach us, Lord, that how to connect well in the name of Jesus. Lord, send people our way that will be blessings unto, that will also be blessings unto us in the name of Jesus. Give us, Lord, send people that will give us the right information, oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, pray that the Lord will deliver you from evil. Lord, deliver us, O oh Lord. Deliver us from every form of evil. In the name of Jesus, deliver our household. Deliver our community. Deliver, O oh Lord, Father, Lord, Daddy, our children. Deliver, O oh Lord, my Father. Yes, Lord, Father, all those around us, Lord. Deliver my neighbors from evil. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let every works of the devil around us be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, yes, Lord, Father, every work of the devil in our community in our schools, Lord. We pray, Lord, in our workplace, let them be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Let only the work of Christ, O Lord, Father, progress in the name of Jesus. Pray that the Lord will deliver you from the lies of the enemy. I will not own or buy the lies of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Yes, every wrong suggestion into our minds, every wrong suggestion into the minds of these little ones, every wrong suggestion of the devil, every lie of the devil, Lord, Father, we pray, deliver us from them in the name of Jesus. We receive the truth will walk in the truth in the name of Jesus, irrespective of what our eyes can see. We decide and we choose, Lord, the way of the Lord. We walk in the truth in the name of Jesus. May the light of God shine and flow through our hearts in the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord to give you, to teach you discernment. Oh, Lord, my Father, I need wisdom. I need discernment. Lord, the ability to be sensitive, to interpret things correctly. Yes, Lord, beyond the surface, the ability to understand beyond what eyes can see. Lord, give unto us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, just shout it, mighty hallelujah. Celebrate the Lord wherever you are. Celebrate the Lord. Just, you know, celebrate it whichever way you want to do whichever way you want to do it. The Lord himself will show you the way. Hallelujah. Be sensitive. Be sensitive. Listen to the Lord when he speaks. Do what he asks ask you to do. Work hard, but he will show you the way in the name of Jesus. And I am waiting to hear your testimony. Oh, I'm waiting. As if for those people that I know that you, you will share your testimony here in the name of Jesus. And so shall it be. May the Lord bless you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord make your ways and your path to be straight. You will not take any wrong decision this week. Every decision that you take shall be led by the Lord. And by the mercy of the Lord, you will please him. You will please him. You will do things that, that, that will amaze the world in the name of Jesus. Receive the spirit of the Lord afresh. Go and prosper. Go and succeed. Go and be who God has called you to be. Go and shine for the Lord. Go and bring glory to the Lord. Go and go 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 and you know and you know go and stretch forth your hand on people and let them be healed in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you again next week. The House of Salvation Church is located in the heart of Port Lethen which is one of the fastest growing communities in Aberdeenshire. Our vision is to connect with our community by sharing the love and joy of Jesus Christ. In addition to our regular Sunday service, we engage with our community by running a number of activities for children and adults alike. A couple of times a year, we run an event called the Fun Factory, which provides exciting, Jesus-centered fun activities to help raise the next generation of leaders. We also believe in the power of unity, and it is undeniable how much better we are together. As a result of this, every year we participate in the Port Lethen Gala, which is a family fun day for the community. This gives us an opportunity to remind our community of hope in every situation and God's unconditional love for everyone. Part of our goal in the House of Salvation is to do everything possible to share the good news of salvation to those around us and the elders are definitely not left out. For the past six years, we have been privileged to show love and share God's word of hope at the Lathan Care Park home. Once a month, we join the residents in singing hymns and uplifting songs, with some of them getting up to dance, even the seemingly quiet ones. Our church is open to all, a place you feel loved and accepted, place you find refuge in the Lord Jesus Christ at a place your faith can grow. We are the House of Salvation Church.